Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? This town, this town, oh, this town. I don't even know the words of that actual song. All I know is I was singing it the last week, all the live long day, while you guys were probably angry that I didn't put out a podcast last Monday. Very angry. Technically, you're getting this one late. This isn't even up right now on a Monday. It'll probably be up on Tuesday for you. But I'm doing it. I'm here. I'm burrowing down the hatches for you because that's what I do. I try to anyway. I don't know. I don't know what I'm fucking doing, you guys. We're trying to make it happen. We're doing our thing. Anyway, welcome to Not Worth the Time. I'm here. I'm back. Uh, I'm doing the thing. That we love so much. Just rambling off the top for the first minute, not saying anything. I don't know the name of that song. It's a Frank Sinatra song, I'm pretty sure. But I was kept saying it every time I walked out the door into two very big cities that I'd never been to before. That's right. I, as everybody knows, if you listen to the po- either podcast, I went to Philly this weekend. Well, not only Philly, uh, just out of nowhere all of a sudden, I got to go to the Big Apple. I went to the NYC. I went and checked them both out. Got down and dirty in the in the two big comedy cities. You know, I don't, I don't know if Philly's considered one of the bigger comedy cities, but I'll tell you what, I know a lot of people that I like from there who are very funny, and a lot of famous uh, incidents and funny things have happened there. So I'm going to put it up there, you know. It was cool. I enjoyed my trips. This is it's a fun time go when they get out in the in the big world, get out of the old Midwest for a little bit and check out some other places, some other comedy scenes and see what other people are doing. And other people are just doing their thing trying to be funny and put on fun shows and have a good time like anybody else. It's all the same. And, you know, we all are very very similar. It's just we live in different places. And that's the message I want to drive home. Because the amount of people who asked me when I said I was from Iowa, what do you do there? We do the same fucking shit you do. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. We literally do the same fucking thing you guys do. Okay, we got big bands that come through our arena in Des Moines. We got little local comedy clubs. We got some restaurants. I can't speak to how great they are to the ones in New York or LA and all that stuff but we're doing the same shit okay we all work a nine to five and then we go out and get drunk as fuck and show up hungover Thursday through Friday at work and just go through those motions we're all doing the same thing and that's why comedy works on most levels because we all can relate to the dumb shit we're doing (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how many times I had to answer that question. So that's an awkward question to answer. I didn't know how to answer people that because I wasn't prepared for that question at all. And it's like I just assume. I guess I'd never been to the East Coast. Really, I guess I've been to Pittsburgh, but I've never had anybody. Uh, you, you know, you kind of get what happens in New York. You know what goes on there. It's very weird that then nobody ever thinks about that. Uh, I'd actually, I should have asked a lot more people if they could tell me where Iowa is located on a map. That would have been a more interesting conversation. I'm like, I'll tell you what we do in Iowa if you can point it out on this map. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have you point, where is this state? It's America's favorite game show, trying to see if people know their geography or if they're a bunch of dipshits. 
Yes, we should all be able to vote at the age of 18 and make major decisions for the whole country. Uh, but you don't even know where Idaho is. You're a moron. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's a thing I have a problem with. You know, <laughs> it, it, I really do. I just want people to get get the know where the states are. It's a it's a problem. It is a problem in this country where people don't know the geography of this whole country. Get it together. We learned it in like third grade. You can do this. Uh, but yeah, I just did not think that that question would be the one that comes up all the time. What do you even do there, man? Well, I do comedy, obviously. That's why I'm here. So, now that was one thing that was unexpected during this trip. Uh, there was a lot that happened on this trip. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. You probably want to tune in to who gives that for that, for some of the juicier stories. Uh, these are just going to be some of the one-off thoughts that, that I know I didn't want to tell Nathan t because uh, he would probably hate them. But they're things that are entertaining to me, and I can talk to you guys one-on-one -on -one about it because I know you'll like them. Um, one thing I have to show you guys. I brought something back from New York. You know, and I didn't bring back a normal souvenir. Ignore the shirt on the chair. Oh, did I bring back a New York shirt? Oh, did I ever? Yes, I did. But that's so why I did bring back a hacky souvenir. No, but I brought back something cool, okay? I brought back a piece of authentic New York art, guys. That's right. Real life. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's trash art. That's right, people. We found this on top of a garbage can. Right outside, a paint and pour. So... You, as you can see, this is just a beautiful landscape of like the the nice cavernous canyons of uh of the Great Canyon, the National Park, great or Arches maybe even could be anywhere you want. I've been to Arches National Park. Looks pretty close. I'm not gonna lie. You know, nice little moonscape. And uh, this is done by some drunk 24 year old girl in the East Village. Fantastic, right? It's I mean, because they're the only ones who go to painting pours. And at least that's all I saw outside of the paint and pour we were standing outside of next to the comedy club. Fantastic. This just goes to show you that paintings are bullshit. <laughs> this was done by somebody who was on th their third bottle of wine, and it still did well, you know? That's a great... This shows that Van Gogh doesn't know shit about painting. This looks just as good as the Starry Night, in my opinion. That guy was a hack, and he hacked off his own ear. That's how big of a hack he is, guys. You know? This is, this is good art. You know, and I'm going to have this forever now. Just some randomly. This is also why you sign all your artwork, guys. She could be getting credit right now and be blowing up, having a bunch of Instagram. You always put your Instagram on everything you do now, guys. Even when you sign checks. <laughs> Sorry, I have a bit of a cough. Yeah, even when you sign checks, you should put your Instagram handle on them. Just so people know at the bank, like, oh, I should follow that guy's handle. I mean, he's cashing checks. He must be doing well. You know, you sign your kid's birth certificate. Throw a fucking at handle on there, you know? Let people know your Twitter account. <laughs> but if you don't, then you just have some random person take it home, and then they don't even know how to follow you. So uh, it actually adds to the mystery, probably, that I never saw the artist behind this beautiful painting, you know? It's like that uh, that one guy who goes around, and everybody thinks he's mysterious, and he... Somebody paid like a billion dollars for one of his paintings and he shredded it. You know, one of those guys. God, the art world sucks dick. Bob Ross is right, though. Anybody can paint. This is just a landscape done in a Boss Rob. The Bob, Boss Rob. Uh, yeah, Bob. <laughs> that's my new character. Uh, Boss Rob, dude. Boss Rob is just fucking killing it out there. But yeah, anybody can paint. That's what this tells me. And that's good. And that'll be on my wall so I can always look at 
at it and look at it and think, oh, people are looking at the same moon that I'm looking at right back in New York. It's fantastic. So that's one little souvenir I got. I thought that was a pretty fun little tidbit. You know, a fun little bit. My girlfriend told me, uh, that's disgusting. You pulled, you just grabbed something on the street. But that's what you do when you're in New York. That's what I found out. People just, now most people call it trash. They put their trash outside. But it's not all trash, guys. People are putting whole furnished apartments out on the curb. Yeah, it turns out when you live in a shoebox, your landlord, when they evict you, can literally put all your shit out on the curb. It's your entire apartment. It's not just a couple bags and your couch. It's the whole kit and caboodle. And then uh, it's free range for homeless people, anybody who's looking for a new duvet. Uh, you there, it's there. It's out there. You don't even need to go to a Target, okay? You can find most of the shit you buy at Target on the, on the streets. You know, somebody's putting out uh one of those shitty uh starter futons out on the curb. And go right to that. That's a that's a Target buy. You can save yourself two hundred bucks. Just go out on the streets of New York. <laughs> I was shocked. Like, and my uh, buddy was telling me, he's like, yeah, no, you can find shit out here for free. You find People find rugs, and they just clean them up and stuff. I was like, this, this is no wonder that there's a that this is disease-ridden city. People are just trading blankets. <laughs> That's how smallpox got started, guys. That's how we killed off the Native Americans. You know, disease blankets getting spread around. Is that culturally insensitive of me to make that comparison? Yes, but it's also accurate, and I'm acknowledging the atrocities. So... Up yours. That's how I say handle that one, you know. So yeah, you, I I was just participating in New York culture by picking up some furnishing for my new place that I'm going to be moving into soon. So and I think it's pretty cool. Now I have a piece of New York forever. Nobody has that in their place. I'm going to date the motherfucker. I'm going to know exactly where I found that. I'm going to write the street and everything. Never know the artist name. I'll never know unless they somehow see this podcast and they can claim it, which would be hilarious. That would be one of the coolest things ever. If we did like the John Oliver thing where he wanted to find that rat painting really bad because apparently he has a rat painting fetish. I definitely believe John Oliver jerked off to that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just know that John Oliver has a rat fetish. That's all I'm going to say. And I, that's just his prerogative. I'm not here to king shame. I'm just saying he definitely jerked off to that painting. Who else would want somebody to find a painting from a video from, like, the 90s that bad? It's not just for a TV bit, guys. Okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying is all. Anywho, speaking of rats, that's one thing I was kind of, like, disappointed about. Everybody always talked about how there's rats everywhere. That there's a huge rat infestation in New York City. The place is riddled with them. Now, I'm not saying that's not true. I've seen the documentary. I've seen it. It's crazy. It is unbelievable. But I will have to say this then. If there's that many rats in New York City that where I watch that documentary and they explain the vo- sheer volume that they have there, they are fucking ninjas. Okay, rats are the absolute sneakiest and most like conniving animal in the animal kingdom then cuz i didn't i saw one and he probably got shunned for being spotted okay he ran across the sidewalk at such a speed that i almost didn't catch him but i saw it he he was big i mean this thing was 
30 yards away. And I saw it. You know, that's like the size of a chihuahua. That's a big fucking rat, okay? A chihuahua could be arguably a rat, too. So, yeah, I saw a chihuahua in a lady's purse on the train and was wondering. I was like, is that a fucking rat? No, nope, dog. Dog. We're cool. You know, it's hard to distinguish once you get out there and you're looking for him, you know? It's like hunting for Bigfoot. (laughs) Uh, That's what the rat hunting became in my eyes out in New York was looking for Bigfoot because they only saw the one. Which leads me to believe, I'm telling you, dude, they are ninjas. They just sneak, they hop from trash bag to trash bag without your even use acknowledging them. They're just this quiet and stealthy. And also, I guess when I was in Manhattan, I was half drunk during the one time I was there, the part of the day I was there. So, probably just didn't notice them as well. Probably had them run over my shoe and drag their fucking urine-covered nuts across my toes. Which, uh, disgusting if that happened. But who knows? Maybe it didn't. Maybe it wasn't. You know, it was. Uh, th- that was my only complaint. Is I was like, I didn't see enough rats. <laughs> that was my big complaint about New York. Philly was fantastic, top to bottom. Never had a, a an ounce. Didn't didn't have a no, any trouble in New York either. But I did really enjoy Philly. I just kind of uh, got to do my thing. I think I'm, I liked Philly more because uh, I didn't have to commute everywhere. I didn't have to take trains and buses constantly to get around there. But it's what that's just with the New York experience, I guess, is what you'd say. Um, plus, I didn't get to go to a ball game in New York, which I did in Philly. You know, there's uh, the the baseball games were fun. That's what I like. That's one reason why I like to travel, and I end up picking cities I've never been to, is if they have a baseball team or not. Makes all the difference in the world if you have a baseball team. You want me to come to your city? Make sure you got an MLB team, and I'll fucking fly out there, dude. I'll come out there on my own dime. Just let me have a spot, and let me do my thing, and then get me to the ballpark, and I'll ha- I'll be in your city. That's all it takes. It's very easy. Honestly, at this point, I do minor league stadiums too. Minor league games are so fun. To, as they're just as fun, you know. You're just drinking beer. Most of the time, the beer's cheaper too, and uh, the guys are trying because they're trying to make the league. You know, they, this is their last run, and we got to make it to the league. But, yeah, that's uh, just a couple little tidbits from New York that I wanted to share with you guys. If you want to get some more stories, uh, this week's Who Gives F, uh, you're going to like a lot. I'm going to tell some more uh, in-depth stories that I think Nathan will get a kick out of. Uh, all that stuff was just dumb bits for you guys, and that's why you listen to Not Worth the Time. <laughs> you guys are catching on. It's the news. It's the web articles you don't need to read, so I read them for you. And also the dumb stories that Nathan doesn't want to hear on Who Gives F. That's why it's called Not Worth the Time. You guys are picking up. You're so smart. So smart. Let's hop on over to what we found this week. Am I right? Guys, as you know, I'm ever just so scared of what technology is going to bring and how it's going to affect all of our lives here someday. And which is why I found this article just recently. I found something else I was going to talk about. And then I found this article. And it's a doozy. Because the implications of this, I don't know. We're going to find out, but I don't like where this is going to go. It's called, a, this article is, A new generation of wearables may know when you're stressed. Products like Happy Ring from Tinder founder Sheen Rad aims to make wearable stress monitors for the future. Hey, 
I don't know about you guys, but the guy who invented a hookup app doesn't need to be teaching me about stress. <laughs> hey, dude, who needed an app, probably developed an app because you were having a hard time meeting girls to get laid. Maybe that's why you were stressed out. But I don't think you teaching people how to do hookup culture and making it so easy to fuck gives you any insight on how what's stress. Now, could say this, you helping people get laid year after year is probably lowering the stress level of a lot of people. So kudos to you, but I still don't think that was your intention. You were trying to get those numbers up, trying to get that body count up, Shane. Or Sean, whatever. How Sean, yeah, your name's Sean, which is weird. I never got that one. Anyway, let's scroll down here and see what these new wearables are. Uh, health monitoring tech like Fit, Google Fitbit and Apple Health apps rank in millions of dollars a year, but they primarily limit to physical aspects like fitness, sleep quality. Uh, recently, however, multiple companies have attempted to track the psychological uh, aspect of consumers' well-being, uh, raising numerous questions regarding the privacy, uh, accuracy, and ethics. Yeah, I don't think tech companies need more data on everybody, okay? You already got everything. They, you guys know what stresses us out and fucking makes us tick because that's what you push in feeds constantly. Uh, you th that's Everybody always complains about how your Facebook algorithm or t Twitter or Instagram, even Instagram maybe less, but even in less so TikTok, I think, even too. But those... Twitter and Facebook definitely push things that make you interact and things that interact you interact with more are things that make you uh, stressful or angry. So that's I don't think they need more data on what makes people angry and how to stay on their platforms more. Uh, both Fitbit and Tinder founder or uh, wow, the guy who founded Tinder he founded Fitbit and Tinder. He's like, "Look, I need an app that's going to show me where all the sliz is and I also needed a watch that's going to tell me how long I need to run so I have abs. Okay, this guy has literally done nothing but try to make himself fuckable f with two different apps constantly. And now he wants to know people's psychology. This is so he can get girls' psychology breakdown. And then he can start, like, picking them off, like, uh, cerebrally. You know, he'd be a cerebral assassin, you know. This guy's fucking on one. Sh uh, Sean Rad. Uh, are offering a new product built as tools for better to better keep track of uh, and improve users' mental health. A former, uh, the former newest item, the Sense Two, is a wearable akin to the oh, is a new wearable akin to the Apple Watch, an attempt to monitor your stress levels in real time. Then, uh react accordingly aside from already uh adequate data like heart rate and skin temperature fitbit sense 2 consistently measures uh electrodial activity aka sweat levels uh, i don't like it i don't like that it's going to measure my sweat you know it's just, it's going to make people, at least the early on stage of this, I'm just telling you right now, are going to make people think they're more stressed than they are because it's the prototypes. So it's just like your heart rate's up and then you're sweating. You're just naturally a sweaty person. 
And then you're just like, oh my god, I guess my watch is telling me I'm super stressed. I better feel, what am I stressed about? And then you start looking for stressors, and you really don't have any. You just have, you start gaslighting yourself into, like, mental health issues. <laughs> that would fucking blow. I know I've done that myself. Um, meanwhile, Rad, it's Happy Ring Company is already taking pre-orders on its new wearable design to check in with users whenever it notices stress indicators of fluctuating in biometrics. Happy Ring makes n no claims of being a, a bionicle tool. Or, wait, that's not bionicle. Diagnostic tool? Okay, whatever. Rather, the company believes that it has cracked the code in monitoring, monitoring wearable progress in a kind of mental health analog to fitness trackers like the Apple Watch and Aura. It explains TechCrunch in a, in a recent write-up. Much like uh, those products in purport uh, uh, to be a method such as monitoring those virtual readings and presenting actionable data uh, to help get the wearer back on track. There is no upfront hardware cost to the Happy Ring. Instead, customers will pay for one of three subscription tiers ranging between $20 to $30 a month on a consistent basis, or on a contract by basis. Uh, when pairing with the app, the Happy Ring will monitor wearers' uh, biometric data in real time, alerting them when it detects spikes in stress or tension and directing them to aid uh, like cognitive behavior therapy and breathing exercises, meditation prompts, uh, and educational articles. I can't wait till these get into the workplace. They're going to fucking rule. Can you imagine your boss is fucking screaming at you because you fucked up the big account? You fucked up the big Lebowski and count you really fucked us here dad why do you have to save her and then your watch start buzzing you go, what the hell is that and he's like oh, you just really stressed me out right now and i just need to do my breathing exercises and then we're gonna do a 15 minute meditation and then maybe then we can come back and have a, a discussion that's more productive than this it's in it, that guy's not where he's already got his fucking hands tied he just that boss is fucked down he's going to hr He's going to have to get himself a stress level thing. That'll be the day when they fucking start monitoring you at work, your stress levels. Woo! There's going to be like, you know, you have uh, you have quotas you have to meet at working out. Now there'll be like a minimal threshold of stress that you have to be under because you should be a little stressed at work so you get your work done. But it's, So if it dips below a hurting stress level, they're going to be like, hey, seems like you're relaxing a lot on the job there, Alan. Why don't you? Why why are you so calm and relaxed? You think you think you got it all figured out over here? Cause uh, you still got uh, 20 reports due by the end of this weekend. Uh, it's already Thursday, huh? <laughs> to start monitoring you, making sure you're getting stressed out. <laughs> they just want you to be on your fucking toes all the time and stressing you out. Or it like even worse, like they start monitoring you, and if you just get stressed out too often, they get rid of you. Ooh, we start going the other way now, because right now you can't you can't fire anybody. It feels like you got to do some real heinous shit in order to get fired anymore. But now, 
once they start tracking stress levels, you can't really lie about like, I'm just really, I'm just really like feeling overworked and underappreciated. Well, according to your statistics here that we have, you're completely fine. There's no spark in, spike in heart rate. Uh, you have no lack of endorphins. Actually, your endorphins have been up 20% this week. That's it. It's really interesting that you feel that way because uh, everything you're telling us is not what your bios are telling us, okay? So why don't you get back in the bullpen out there and start fucking type, type, typing away? All right, let's read on. We we'd be done with my dumbass theories. Um, many customers may be intrigued by the idea of having a comparable, cheap, uh, consistently available digital counselor at their side. But there are numerous uh, carvents uh, to the new product like these. Uh, first, as always, it is understanding how the customer data will be stored, utilized, and potentially sold to third parties. Yeah. Yeah, like all the big uh, pharma companies. You're going to tell me, like, as soon as you get mental health data from just monitoring people's stress hormones, you're not going to tell me that Pfizer or any of these companies aren't salivating at the idea of getting that. Ooh, boy, do they want that. They want you, they want it, like, give it to me. I know who to, who to sell Lexapro to now. Yes, that's it. For, none of these services are purely... Uh, Altruistic, uh, altruistic, and the customer's health data is a gold mine to countless companies looking to hone their markets. Yes. Secondly, the app uh, uh, recommends a rarely perfect uh, substitute for actual mental health services and aid. While access to a counselor and a psychologist remains uh, major a major barrier for a huge portion of the country. Uh, products like Fitbit and Happy Ring don't always are not always won't always be a good substitute. And then there is the question of accuracy. Inner uh, psychological psychological working are such more uh, complicated than the physical exercise routines. Yeah, uh, the fun fact that your brain could look down at your watch calculating or like an app looking at like it pulling data pulling it completely right and doing it and working well there are people who have brains who can look at that screen and completely manipulate it in their own head and think it's either fine or it's way worse or and they they can just flip it they, and they can completely take the data it's not even that they're um reading it right and then like it, and then taking it off on their own, they can literally just change reality as they're seeing it. They're like their brain is playing tricks on what they see. It happens all the time. There's a lot of people who have those, like basically hallucinating in like small doses, kind of. So definitely not an easy thing. It could be ineffective, potentially even dangerous to think of the intersection issues can be breaking down by an app and wearable. This isn't a write-off of the industry entirely, but a health, healthy degree of skepticism is necessary when approaching what appears to be an eventually mass, uh, massive industry in the years ahead. Yeah, um, pretty soon uh, you just see people being like, oh man, 
uh, mental health is on the rise. If only, you know, we've had so many tragedies this year with school shooting. If only all those school shooters would have been wearing the ring. Yes, they could have diagnosed their thing and been like, I do feel schizophrenic and need to go not, uh, you know, because of the ring, I didn't grab an AK-47 and shoot up my school. Yeah, this isn't going to be a, uh, a cure-all. And everybody wants a cure-all for all everything. Anything and everything, everybody wants a magic pill that you can swallow and it makes things better. But unfortunately, there's nothing like that exists in the world. And there's some real skepticism for you. They're trying to beat around the bush. I'm going to give it to you straight. you got to fucking suck it up sometimes and go to a real psychologist and take drugs. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a scary, scary process to, like, definitely say that you're not okay in that aspect that's it that's that is a very tough thing and a brave thing that a lot of people do do which then improves their life thank god is just admitting you're like hey i'm kind of i think i'm fucked up and it's a it's a tough one i recognize that for a lot of people uh so if you are in that situation uh and you're feeling like you're some problems you there's definitely numbers you can call and uh call somebody you love get some advice um look up some numbers uh online go to google there are places you can call uh so definitely go do that if you're feeling out of there uh but that's the end of that article and uh that was a kind of a a real heartfelt message there at the end but i hope uh, you know i mean it go get help but uh i do appreciate you guys listening to this and if you like this show and you want mm, something that doesn't end in heartfelt messages and more funny throughout the show, you want to go to punninggame.com. That's right, guys, punninggame.com, where you can find this show, Who Gives His F, The Empty Parlor Podcast, and all your favorite backlogs of all of our great shows we've had on punninggame.com. Uh, so check that out. And don't forget to go to YouTube and go to Comic Wade Taylor. Search that in the search bar. Hit subscribe. Hit like. We've been getting some good views. We appreciate you guys sharing it, liking checking it out we'd appreciate if you keep doing that uh watch the videos watch the pods you'll like them we have the visual aspects there's they're great we're doing a lot of good stuff over here also check out my half hour wild horses on there we'd really appreciate that uh give it a like and a listen it's uh something i was really proud of that i did so check that out uh also head over to the punning game shop while you're on punninggame.com guys and get yourself a hoodie or a t-shirt help support your favorite websites and shows here at punninggame.com. We would appreciate it. And don't forget to use promo code NWT, NWTPOD. That's NWTPOD for free shipping and checkout. So don't forget to use that one. Uh, guys, this has been not worth the time. Thanks for letting me just vomit dumb shit about my vacation onto you. Uh, I hope it was entertaining. I hope you learned some stuff. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do.